Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! Against Gil, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! To the Sneaker History Podcast. What up, what up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name is Nick Engvall, and I'm with my guy, Mike Guillory. How's it going, Mike? Man, it's going great. You know, another week, another uh, day to talk about some shoes. How you doing? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Uh, got a, a new little love of my life puppy that's uh, also terrorizing my life so everything's <laughs> everything's a bit on edge in my house but other than that things are good <laughs> uh you just never really realize how much work goes into like a puppy or i assume kids i don't have any kids but i assume it's the same kind of thing right so tell us yeah you have it house with you. <laughs> just hide your sneakers man don't don't let her eat them yeah exactly um <laughs> But so before we get into uh, this episode, we we're going to, you know, kind of dive into All-Star Weekend. There was obviously tons of stuff to talk about. And uh, Mike actually went up to Chicago to uh, attend some events as well and check some things out. So um, before we do that, normally we would shout out a review. Uh, we didn't get any new reviews this week. So uh, if you do have a moment, please head over to iTunes and drop us a review. Leave us some feedback. Um, really looking to try and grow the podcast and, and grow this community here. So if you could do that for us, it would be a huge help and we would greatly appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so uh, what, let's, let's, let's just get into uh, what are you rocking? What are you copping this week? Well, rocking when I was, uh, I just got back not too long ago from Chicago. I was wearing my uh, Raptor sevens from 2012. Super heavy up there. And then also my black metallic fives, which was weird that I didn't see anyone wearing the fives, even though everyone was trying to buy the off-white fives, but that's a whole different story. But yeah, yeah that's what I, <laughs> um, I wore those all the whole time. I mean, just kind of felt like I had to since I was in Chicago. So I said, why not? Um, what I'm copping right now, um, I guess it's kind of cheating because I already copped it, but I'm just waiting for it to come in the mail. I got lucky and was able to snag my size in the uh, LeBron 7 All-Stars, one of my all-time grills. And nice. um, yeah, man, I'm super excited. They, they should be in the mail here, I think, by Thursday. And dude, I'm literally on edge. I just can't wait to get them in hand. How about you? What you what you been rocking? What you got? What you what you what you bought to buy too? Uh, so so I apologize in advance to you personally because today I rock the uh, the Adidas Rose One Baylor Bears. Oh, I saw. Uh, I seen it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No, I just uh, I missed out. I, I actually was was hoping to get those those gray like rose with the roses on the inside, um, but they sold out on Adidas.com, and I, I just figured that was a sign that I didn't need to be spending the money. So, I, oh, I, you should have called me. Yeah, I didn't even. I, you know, it was just one of those things where, like, when when they were gone on the site, I was just like, you know what, I'm just gonna chill. I'm gonna take this year off from buying sneakers on All Star Weekend, and uh, of course, I missed out on plenty of other things over the weekend. But we'll get into. But uh, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, as far as what I'm copping, I guess that that would be one of them if if it would have happened. But um, I think most importantly, I'm I'm excited about like this this New Balance Kawhi Leonard shoe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of the Dame Lillard line, and this shoe obviously looks a lot like the Dame Lillard, uh, two, right. So I, I feel like, I feel like if, if it's anything like the other, like the, the Omnis one or whatever, um, I'm pretty excited for this. So I'm hoping to get my hands on it. I think this first colorway is, is super dope. Like all the different, you know, materials and overlays and stuff just look like it's, it's my kind of shoe. So, that would be on my cop list, but uh, yeah, it's dope. I just didn't realize that this was—I didn't know the Amos wasn't his signature shoe. They, I guess, they never truly said it was his signature. They, they kind of pulled like a Kobe with the hyper dunk and then moved him over to his line. Yeah, I think I, I think you know nobody really knew, uh, you know, that there was another shoe in the works. I'm, I'm sure people did know, but. Um, they kept it pretty low key for sure. And the more I started seeing, you know, the like other players in like PEs and stuff, I just started thinking, wait, this doesn't quite make sense for the Omni one or whatever to be his signature shoe. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also think that like, you know, it's one of those things where there's a long timeline. Like you said, the Kobe and the Hyperdunk is a great example where like, if that process starts, you know, let's say, I don't remember when Kawhi signed with New Balance, but um, let's say it was, you know, a year and a half ago, the process to go through a few months of, of you know, design conversations and, um, you know, background and storytelling aspects and all of those things, ha- you know, would, would lead you into like, you know, let's say like a nine month to a year long, you know, manufacturing sampling process. So it makes sense that, you know, they would get something out really quickly with, with the first shoe, even though it's not a hundred percent, you know, his shoe, I would say that they probably had that in development before and then added some of his, you know, touches to it to make it seem like it was, you know, officially attached to Kawhi, which obviously with, with them, you know, he's kind of their only guy in basketball or was their only guy in basketball moving into that, or at least, Mm -hmm. at least on a, on a major scale, obviously I know they had a a couple other guys like rookies and stuff that were younger guys that were signed, but like Kawhi was the big name. So yeah, um, this one, this one's uh, much more intriguing to me. I think that, you know, the launch on all-star weekend is, is always a good look. Um, uh, I didn't see any pricing on it. I didn't see any release dates, but I assume that it's going to be the same as the first shoe where it's, you know, probably limited in numbers and pretty hard to get. And um, so I'll just prepare to be disappointed in a month or two. 
<laughs> well, they said the first uh, the first run is going to be in spring of twenty twenty, and it's going to be very limited. But it's going to be a gr in the fall. Okay. So yeah, so apparently they're preparing to do a wider release as opposed to what they've done with the Ominous, which I actually you know after seeing it and hearing like great thing about how it plays, I really do want to pair the Ominous, but they're harder to get than the Jordan Retro. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so the thing about, I think, the um, the Omnis or Omni One, whatever it's called, um, is that it, it's typically like, um, I've seen them in stores. So F- Foot Locker had them here, and you can usually get, like, the new colorways on... Um, on newbalance.com but it's new balance is not a site that most of us are checking on a, on a regular basis so yeah see i always forget you can just go there i always expect to oh i should go look at foot locker or something because i don't know if it's regional since he is in california that they have more of a stock in store but i've never seen a single pair of them in person actually it's really weird yeah, I mean, they're out there. They're out there. But I, I would love to know if anybody picked them up and, and what they think of them. Um, obviously, I've seen plenty of reviews on YouTube and stuff like that and seen people on social with them. But we'd love to hear from our listeners. Let us know if you picked up any of the any of the New Balance basketball shoes and what you think of them. And yeah. uh, love to have your feedback. So, um, But, Mike, why don't you tell us about your experience in Chicago? Yeah, man. Uh, so this was my first time actually attending all-star weekend i mean it's been in houston before uh but then i pretty much tried to avoid it because he, there's already too many people in houston and then they just added a gang more of them so really never did anything with it but this time i was actually uh invited out by the guys over at wear testers to do their uh first annual you know sneaker media you know pickup game so it was really cool um chicago is the coldest place on earth uh, <laughs> I left Texas at 70 degrees and I got off a plane. It said nine, but my oh, phone man. said it felt like three. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a, uh, it definitely wakes you up once you hit that air, but, uh, oh man, super cool. I uh, didn't have any, I didn't go and have anything planned besides meeting up with the, the guy, you know, Drew and the guys at wear testers. And, um, it, it was cool just to, when I, you know, got there Friday night, I woke up pretty early on Saturday just so I can get out on the streets and kind of see what was going on. Um, first stop, of course, had to go to the, their Nike, their flagship store out there. Super cool. Um, a lot of it was, you know, people pick up the reservations for, you know, the off-white Jordan 5s, um, people in line for the New Beginnings pack, which if I really wanted to spend the 350 bucks, I think I could have got them because once I got down to the store, there was only – it was, I guess, probably about eight o'clock when I got down there, nine o'clock. There's probably only 10 people in line for them. By the time, you know, the store was opening, I mean, a line wrapped around the building, but it was, uh, it was, it was definitely cool to see. They actually had it really organized. I mean, I heard different things about the Jordan specific kind of pop-up they did that was really like kind of a mess, but this Nike did it very well where they had the store split up into three spaces. Um, you had the reservation to go pick up the um, your off whites, which is in one part. Uh, you had the actual Nike store itself opened at ten o'clock to the public. They can get in and out, still do a normal thing. They weren't pushed aside, you know, for the, the releases. And then you had another spot for just all star related releases. So anything that was high that they had like a raffle or a lineup for set to another part of the store that 
didn't interfere with the normal crowd going in and out, which was really cool. And I guess when you have that big of a space, you could do that. So it, it was really awesome to see that. Um, I mean, just like any other sneakerhead, what you do when you go to those places, you look down at feet and it was crazy. You would think there would be more classic Jordans on people's feet out there just because it is Chicago. Um, you know, this is the first time it's been there since 88. You would think you'd be seeing a lot more like Jordan three, like black cements, things like that. But I mean, it was crazy. It was filled with Travis Scott's and off whites everywhere. And <laughs> it was nuts. But uh, so you didn't but, you didn't happen to chase down the the Yeezy uh, tanks, huh? No. So okay, I, I got there Friday night, and apparently, and I think I saw a video while I was sitting in the airport Friday night. It happened Friday morning. Uh, it was crazy though. Looking at the video, it was it was just so nuts to me that people were like trying to give away their shoes to barter for the free shoe. I, from what I understand, they were just giving them out, and. I know, like, you know, how they're, they're probably just picking and choosing and giving them to you. But people, grown men, were out there begging, like, it was food on the back of the truck and they'd never eaten. They hadn't eaten in three weeks. Like, it, it was, the videos were nuts. Uh, they tried it again on Saturday, from what I saw. Uh, but because people expected it this time, it got too out of hand. So they just went ahead and just shut that down. And um, during the dunk contest, there was actually a, uh, a surprise Adidas reservation pop-up. And I mean, I don't, no surprise. I didn't, didn't hit on it, but yeah, they, they actually did a surprise Adidas reservation for people to come up into the Chicago area to reserve them and pick them up at the original store that Sunday before the all-star game. And then Kanye had a Sunday service there as well. Yeah, um, so that It's crazy, crazy, man. I mean, I just, I think there's just, I just wonder where we go from here, right? Like, I, I mean, the visual of of those, you know, I forget what they're called, but those like tank things is, was super dope. It was it was cool to see. You know, I, I thought it was kind of weird that like the dudes are like trading in their off whites for for the shoes and stuff. But I mean, not off whites, the fear of God. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's it's definitely creative, and I think that you know. The thing that I admire about Adidas and Kanye and what, the way they approached this weekend was like, it was like nonstop, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that like that was the same for all the brands. Everybody's trying to do stuff everywhere to, you know, get you in the door of wherever they were at. But I feel like Adidas kind of went a little next level because they had a variety of different things going on. And I know that like, you know, Obviously, all the brands had different things going on, but like it, those particularly stood out compared to like the pop up locations and stuff that I saw uh, on social media. Yeah, like Adidas made it accessible. I mean, of course, they had their events where they were more invitation only, of course, every everyone does during All Star Weekend. But Adidas made it accessible because I went to the Adidas store in the I guess I don't know the exact name, but it's like I think they call it the Tower. It's a, it's a like a seven eight story mall. Uh, in downtown, it's just a small mall. It's like probably three, four stores a level, but it was really cool. Their Adidas store has a whole D row set up in it, and it was really awesome because you walk in, and this is where I found the both pairs of D roses. Literally, if you would have called me, I could have got it for you. Um, in the middle of the store, in the basketball section, you have the Dame Pusha T set up one side. It's like really cool. It's like a a whole like mini like stage set up with the speakers and like turntables and stuff with the Dane push a tissue 
in the center, but then you also have this D row setup, which was really amazing, simple and amazing. It's, it's a basketball goal, almost something like a garden, which of course roses in the, uh, and it starts with one all the way through 10, each of the shoes on there is circled up and it's super cool. Um, it was just nice that they actually like, they did those like little uh, installations for both those players in there. And it was something that everyone could go in and see. It's really cool, simple. Um, Adidas made, all the shoes were available. I mean, I know people are like, oh, well, no one wanted the, you know, D-Roses, but those things sold out online. I looked at StockX just, for, or not StockX, but Goat for fun. They were selling D-Roses for 250 bucks for each pair, both the Simeon and the Concrete pair. Insane. <laughs> but it was just, it was cool, man. And then going to the game, um, meeting with some different different people over at the, the basketball game with wear testers and you know, the guys at Wear Testers were able to connect with Puma and the good folks over at Puma Hoops actually provided us all who played in the uh, the game with a pair of the new collaboration they did with J. Cole and Dreamville. Uh, nice. They're Puma Sky Dreamers, which super awesome. They're kind of a nod to their old old high top basketball shoes. And dude, they're super, super cool, super comfortable to play in and I'll put a video, try to put all my experiences into a visual so you guys can kind of see my ramblings. But um, yeah, man, overall, it was a super awesome trip. Um, got to sit with, with Drew and a couple of the, the, the guys from Wear Testers. We watched a dunk contest at a, you know, at a restaurant. Super nice guys. I mean, I know anybody listening here is familiar with, with the guys that are at Wear Testers. So shout out to them for, for the invite and next year, making sure that I'm dragging Nick and Robbie with me. That way we can all get out there. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have loved to have made it. It just, it just was not happening this year. So yeah, um, it, it's super dope, though. Like, I mean, I think you know, I love seeing like these kind of smaller things, like like the wear tester stuff going on. Where you know, I saw they ended up giving away some of the extra pairs with Puma to people that could that could come by afterwards or whatever, or maybe the next mm -hmm. day. And I mean, it's just. I think that to me is like the more, you know, kind of um, grassroots stuff is so much more, um, it's so much more important, uh, you know, to kind of the future of all this stuff. Cause I mean, I admire the, the marketing stuff because I know like that's the world that I play in, but you know, to, to see some of, some of the stuff like that with wear testers, um, if, if you guys are familiar with uh, Nick DePaula from ESPN, who I've done some stuff with over the years, I worked with him as Soul Collector for a number of years. And he uh, had a great post about my friend Brandon Walker on his Instagram and just talking about the Adidas Legacy Career Day that they did for uh, 240 student athletes from eight teams around Chicago. And they brought mm -hmm. out, you know, D Rose and they brought out, um, just a, a whole, a whole host of people, you know, so to see that and to, you know, kind of see the, the more grassroots stuff coming to fruition, to fruition, to me is like, you know, um, just like amazing stuff. I, I love, I love the idea of, of, you know, getting kids excited about the future of this stuff, because that's the stuff that's going to carry this whole thing and move this whole thing forward. You know, like, as much as like, you know, I think everybody loves to to have these experiences and, you know, go to Chicago or go to All-Star and whatever or whatnot. 
you know, at the end of the day, like I want to see the next generation given the opportunities to experience these things. And, um, yeah. So, yeah. And I would say anybody who ever goes out there, um, of course, you know, you want to find yourself in events, but a lot of times it's probably easier said than done. I almost go out there without a plan in a sense of just open yourself up to explore things because, I mean, I just walked around a lot until the until the event, uh, the basketball game with wear testers. I just I just walked around a lot, just kind of explored and found myself in some different places, like at the Nike store. Um, I got to play with the Adapt BB uh, 2.0s, which was really cool. I mean, I just kind of stumbled into it. I was talking to one of the guys in there. He's, you know, they had a section we could you could try them on, you know, play with the little app while it's on your feet. So I, I don't. It's a don't hinder yourself like, oh, I have to go to this event. I have to try to get in this Jordan warehouse. That's cool. Um, but just know that there are going to be crowds. There's going to be a t- lot of craziness going on. But if you just kind of go, just kind of open your mind to all experiences, not just, oh, I have to go to this, these big brands. I know there was a smaller like New Balance deal with Joe, uh, Joe Fresh Goods. You can could have gotten to, I think, what, Thursday or Friday that from the clips I've seen, it didn't have – it wasn't an overwhelming amount of people, but it looked like it was enough to enjoy it. Um, there was just a lot of stuff out there. I, I think that people could have found themselves to enjoy without having to go to like the, the it events. You know what I mean? Yeah. Had, have you been to Chicago much before? Uh, no, that was actually the second time me and my wife okay. went about two years ago. Um, so it was my second time going. So I just kind of, only thing I knew this time was how to dress. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely one of my favorite cities. Um, you know, I think I think like what I love about Chicago is there's even though it's a massive city, there's such a community feel to so much that goes on there. And that could be anything from, you know, the local stores to, you know, the, the guys like Modern Notoriety doing local events there. Um you know, just, just in general, it's like a whole lot of, um, of like, just, I don't know. It just feels small town still. Um, I can, I can yeah. understand the whole sweet home Chicago conversation. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. man. I, I can see where you're coming from. I mean, I definitely, I was on foot the whole time, which was cool. I mean, I stayed in my, my kind of pod because I, I didn't want to stray too far and get caught up in those really expensive Uber rides. But I mean, I walked everywhere. I was able to, to, you know, grab bites to eat, just, you know, restaurants are pretty easy getting out of just on foot. Like it's, it's crazy. You're right. It has a small town feel, you know, it's just humongous city. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy too, to, you know, to hear, like, like you said, with the D Rose event and stuff like that, where, and, and, you know, seeing him at that Adidas legacy thing that my friend Brandon was a big part of putting on. Um, he, that solidifies the, like the whole vibe of Chicago to me, like supporting those like homegrown kind of, um, you know, like people events. And I think like the bulls too, you know, like there's obviously like a ton of legacy with, with MJ and in that era, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's just fascinating to me. Yeah, man. It was a good one. It was a very good one to, uh, to experience as my, as my first one. So what um, what were your favorite like releases over the weekend or 
what were some of the things you tried to get or wish you would have got other than I know you got the LeBron sevens, anything else yeah. stood out? Um, you know what? I kind of wish I, I didn't buy them because of packing reasons. Cause I was only there for about 36 hours. So I didn't want to overpack or, you know, have to pay for extra you know baggage. So I wish I kind of would have bought the, the Simeon D roses, which I, I'm thinking I'm have a hunch. I can get my hands on a couple other places. Um, of course I, I try for off white fives, but you know, between me, you, Nick, and then everyone listening, I probably wasn't going to keep them if I got them. The, it was just one of those, I wanted to see if I can get it. But, uh, one that I really liked that surprisingly sold out over there, um, was the Monstar LeBron 17 and actually sold out at the Nike store there and all the other like stores that were open. Like looking at it, like seeing pictures of it, and it's actually a really cool shoe. I liked it. I mean, I was always a Space Jam fan as a kid, and there was actually like just a different take than a traditional, you know, Jordan 11 Space Jam or that uh, white and black Jordan 9. It was really cool to see. And um, probably the only other one I kind of halfway regret buying. I just, I don't wear all red shoes typically or predominantly red shoes. I just, it's just like me and brown shoes. I don't know why I just don't wear them that much, but I had the Jordan three, uh, I guess red cement, uh, or unite. They actually with the shine on back was sitting in the Nike stores. Hmm. That's pretty crazy. I wonder how many pairs of those were made. I think a lot. And you can still now, if you just want the normal Nike air in the back, they're still sitting most full size runs in a lot of places. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I was actually impressed that like um, a lot of that, um, a lot of the Adidas like Chicago, I forget what they called the whole pack, but you know, kind of their, their whole all-star pack, right. Had like the, other than like the, the pro model 2G, like both the sets of superstars seem to have sold out on their site. Um, the top tens were the ones that I liked the orange um, orange and black and and my size was gone on those pretty quickly i, I thought it was like kind of cool that a lot of that stuff um from the local chicago artists seemed to to sell pretty well so um, yeah. you know a lot of times with stuff like that you know it's hard to know if if it's going to resonate with people and i think that's a testament to you know chicago sneaker heads coming out and and supporting those like you know, companies and artists and creatives that are there getting to collaborate with Adidas. Cause it's, it's, I think an important, you know, piece of, of, uh, just of, of like, you know, the, the game, so to speak, right. Where people say they want to support things or say, you know, uh, and it's, it's not, I don't mean this to be disrespectful to people, but it's like, you know, the, the comments of my guy or, you know, fam or whatever. And, you know, a lot of times that's not backed up with, you know, buying things from the people that you want to support. So yeah. um, I, I think it's cool to see that, you know, Adidas took a chance on some of those local artists that, you know, n not not that other brands didn't. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of famous artists, I will say, that are already partnered with Nike and Jordan brand, right? And, yeah. you know, you look at like somebody like Don C, who obviously reps Chicago all the time, getting the opportunity to create shoes for Chicago is super dope. 
but at the same time, like you almost know that that's a winning formula, right? You've already seen that that can work. And, um, it, so it's, it's cool that there's a little bit of a kind of take a chance on the smaller guy, smaller, smaller creatives. Um, at least, at least it appears that way from a distance, you know? Yeah. And I'd say that pink superstar, the pink sway when it says like three stripes on the side is amazing in person. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's a women's shoe, but man, I I would I would lie to you if I didn't tell you I thought about buying it in men's size. That is a dope looking shoe in person. <laughs> that's that's good to hear. I mean, I, I think that's the other thing too is like the more of these shoes that come out that are actually, you know, um, well made and you know quality materials, the better off it is for everybody, right? Because. I think the challenge for a lot of these brands right now is, yeah, it's, it's tough because you're, you're taking away profits. If you're using, you know, you, you're using better materials and you kind of, you know, up the cost of goods. But at the end of the day, like that's, if that's people's first experience in you, into your brand or wearing a shoe or wearing product from your brand, then you want that to be the best possible way. And the energy around all-star weekend is always really important. So um, it was cool to see that, you know, even just like the, the Joe fresh good stuff with new balance. I just thought there was a lot of, a lot of like, you know, the J Cole stuff we mentioned with Puma, there was a lot of like cool stuff going on from all the brands. And to me, like, that's, the, that's the thing that's exciting. It's like, everybody's trying to do stuff. All the brands are out here putting in work and it just benefits all of us as consumers more and more, the more competitive everybody is and the more people are trying to do cool stuff. Yeah. And I, dude, I feel like even though like the Yeezy was supposed to be the most limited of the group, I almost feel like they gave you a better chance to get that Yeezy basketball than getting either of those Jordan one, you know, flight suit or reverse brand, whatever we're calling it, or the New Beginnings pack. It's crazy. I mean, clearly the Yeezy basketball may still have had more limited numbers. But it looked like I saw people with more success through the Twitterverse and Instagram getting a hold of that shoe as opposed to everyone that was chasing the Jordans, which is nuts to me. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to know. Um, I think I think this year was really interesting because, you know, the you know, the perception of like the off whites dropping in Chicago, the um you know, the airship Jordan one PE pack, um, and the easy basketball shoes. Um, I, I, it's hard to not be salty because obviously you want, you know, the sneaker thing is, is a a tough, uh, pill to swallow for a lot of us. Right. Because if, if, you know, participating in sneakers means buying the things that you want to buy then everybody's disappointed when they can't buy that or when you go online and you see other people getting it or whatever we're just programmed that way right and uh, (laughs) Jacques and I were kind of going back and forth uh with uh um with Nick from um I want to say it's Wrecking Ball Coffee in San Francisco but like three of us had a pretty good conversation going about this um a couple days ago on Twitter, if you want to check it out, it's, you know, I'm sure you can find it. But I think that the interesting thing about 
about it for me is like I as much like yes I get I get upset that I don't get something off of sneakers I you know I would have loved to have a pair of those Yeezy basketball shoes but you know if it's not in the cards for me it's not in the cards like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna let it bring me down I'm not gonna take it out on somebody else and you know props to people that are out there getting the opportunities whether that's through relationships that they've fostered to you know be able to be in the position to 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 get the products or through just like luck of the draw, you know, like luck, you know, enjoy it. And hopefully it can the continue. It continues to be a successful thing for you. But I also yeah. think that on the flip side of that, like there's, we're in this time where we're going to shift to a lot of this, where you're going to see a lot less product released online. You're going to see a lot of this, like, okay, here's the Chicago version that released in Chicago. Here's the, you know, kind of general release even if it's limited, it's released to the masses through the, the website. And I think that that trend is only going to get bigger because people want to, they want their products that we're, we're all thinking more about the products we buy, right? Because there's so many more good shoes coming out. Like there are literally, you know, dozens of shoes that I would love to have purchased this year already. And, you know, I would say that 90% of them I've just missed out on um, because they sold out or my size was gone or whatever. And I think that as more and more cool stuff is produced, like the more our selectiveness becomes a, you know, a deciding factor. So if you went to Chicago and you bought a pair of shoes, that shoe is way more important to you as an individual than just getting something off of, you know, the internet. Now, Mm -hmm. I get that people can argue, you know, maybe the Off-White 5 is worth a thousand bucks or what, I don't know what what the resale is on them, I haven't looked, but like. Oh, you're pretty close, don't worry. (laughs) Assume that it's a thousand bucks for a $250 shoe, that's kind of average for for like hot Off-White stuff. Okay, great. Like $750. That's, you know, that's great. If you want to resell stuff and you make 750 bucks, you know, more power to you as a, as an individual, if you spent that $750 on a weekend of experiences in Chicago, it wouldn't matter what shoes you went home with, but those memories are going to be well more, you know, much more valuable to you than, the $750 you would have made off of an off-white, you know? Yo, um, you took the words right out of my mouth when you said that, man. That's literally what I was thinking is because I may not have picked up, like, the no, the, the hyper-leases, but I was able to, like, order one of my girls, and then I also made connections with a lot of new people uh, that I had, you know, maybe spoken to once or twice on Instagram or Twitter, but I was able to connect with them, and I wouldn't... Yeah, I wouldn't trade that for, you know, a pair of like off-white set. Like I made maybe what we can consider lifelong connections with the guys at Wear Testers and then some other, you know, other media guys out there that were really cool to meet that I never would have done before. So I I agree with you 110%. And I think people should evaluate that and not, like what I said, if you go, just go to go for this thing because don't have your time be eaten up by standing in line for release or, you know, kicking yourself because you caught an L. Like, yes, we all love sneakers, but I mean, there's going to be another one. <laughs> there's always another one. 
Yeah, most definitely. And, you know, I think that, you know, I, I don't want to say I regret not going to Chicago because like I, I had some other stuff that was more important to me than, than this weekend, um, than being in Chicago this weekend rather. But I, I do think that, you know, thinking about, um, you know, Chicago compared to, let's say, you know, I think, I think what is, uh, is it Cleveland is next year or Indianapolis, then Cleveland, oh, Indianapolis and then Cleveland and nothing against those places, but like, there's so much more history and there's so much more passion that comes from Chicago in terms of the sneaker world, you know, like it's both like, you know, the Michael Jordan era bulls the you know the kanye you know era of like virgil and don c d rose on top of that like i mean it's just it's just a wild amount of of you know roots there in um in in chicago so um but so i guess like the uh i don't know i, I don't want to call it the hot topic but I will say that it was probably the most, uh, maybe the most hated topic uh, of the weekend <laughs> was the dunk contest. Uh, well, well, before I get into it, what did you, you think? Man, I, look, D-Wade, I, I, I love D-Wade as a player, but you can never judge a dunk contest again, especially when there's Miami Heat <laughs> players on there. You are out of here, sir. <laughs> but it was, I mean... It was a good dunk contest. I feel like it's really hard to even look at dunk contests after, you know, you have the Vince Carter dunk contest. You had the Eric Gordon, Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine dunk contest. It's really hard to measure up to those. Um, but, I mean, having Dwight Howard back, who I think he got his first dunk very – it was very underrated, underscored. Um I, I, it was a, it was it was a decent dunk contest. Not not my favorite, but it was definitely watchable until the end. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I thought the I thought the dunk contest itself, you know, was was great. Um, it's a little it's a little disappointing, you know, to to only see four guys, right? Like, yeah knowing how many guys in the league have, you know, a crazy amount of skill. And I know that all of that doesn't necessarily transfer to like winning a dunk contest, but getting more people out there gets, gets people a chance to root for their, you know, their home team. Like I, I you know, being a Kings fan, I'm just stoked that buddy healed won the three point contest. Like that's something mm -hmm. that is like super amazing to me, especially on a year where, you know, the Kings aren't aren't playing anywhere near as well as I think most of the fans would have hoped for them to play. So yeah. that part of it is a little disappointing to me. I thought like the dunks, you know, the hat coming out and all the like white men can't jump stuff was amazing. That was pretty good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bringing Christian Yelich from the, from the Brewers out, like that, that was all really dope. Um, I really like the, the Zoom Freak one, EYBL, Eyeball, um, that colorway is kind of bananas on that shoe. So I don't know if, it, if uh, everybody caught that shoe, but um, I think that if, if, you know, taking away the actual dunks, 
I would just love to see more people involved in it. And um, I thought that the all-star game format was great this year and it made it really competitive and everybody enjoyed it. But the dunk contest being that there's just the four guys, it was a little like, it just left a little something to be desired for me. Um, And there was a lot of cool little stories around the dunk contest. Right. So um, I think, you know, first off, Aaron Gordon, in my opinion, is one of the best dunkers of all time. It's unfortunate that he doesn't have, you know, a a win to, you know, to kind of solidify that. But he was wearing some, he he was wearing his 361, uh, 361 degrees, big three California sunset, which, you know, came out that he signed a deal with them over, or, you know, announced his deal with them over the weekend. Um, Obviously Dwight, being in a dunk contest again. I mean, I feel like Dwight is always at a, he's kind of at at a disadvantage because he's such a big dude that Mm -hmm. it just doesn't look as cool as the other guys. Um, And and I was talking to my buddy, Mitch uh, Jacobs about this. Like, it's almost like if you, if you look at Kevin Durant, right? Like look at, go look at highlights for Kevin Durant on like all-star games or even just his, his regular season stuff, playoff stuff. He, because he's so lanky and long and tall, he doesn't look as, um, you know, like, and maybe this is just me, you know, kind of, you know, uh, bringing the nostalgia into it, but he doesn't look as like artistic as like Michael Jordan did. Right. So Dwight, I feel is the same way. He's such a big dude that he doesn't, it, it almost all looks too easy for him. So it takes away from, you know, I think everybody's kind of um, thoughts around him. Uh, But I will say that, like, I saw that he had uh, six-figure deals on the table for sneaker deal for for All-Star Weekend and turned them all down because he wanted to wear Kobe's in honor of Kobe for the dunk contest, which that was super dope. Um, Yeah. to Dwight for that. And then last last but not least – Derek Jones Jr. Uh, wore some Puma Clyde hardwoods to go with his Miami uh, jersey or uh, uniform. And uh turns out that he announced a deal with Puma just today or yesterday. I can't remember when I saw that. But, um, you know, and, and winning the dunk contest obviously helps with that. But I'm sure he was in the conversation, you know, well before that. He probably was – you know, loosely under contract before like that. that. <laughs> loosely under contract before. That's why he's wearing the shoes. But um, it was dope to see that. I mean, it was crazy too. Like how many times he did like a you know through the legs dunk. But uh, that's that's a whole another topic. So that's another. Topic. But I did will say it was cool that one of the guys I saw uh, on Twitter that I guess found Drew and was able to pick up a pair of the Pumas. Apparently, after he picked up the Pumas, he ran into Derrick Jones Jr. He signed them for him. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. That's yeah, dope. I was like, yeah, you can ask for anything better. That was like, just great timing. Yep. Yeah, man. So, um, I don't know. You, you got anything else or anything else we need to talk about about All-Star? Um, I feel like we got most of it. Yeah, I think we got most of it. I, I did see J. Cole wearing a new uh, Puma basketball silhouette. It looks 
very similar to an RSX, which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah, um, that's super dope. I love the, the look of that shoe. Yeah, it looks that's clean, man. Right? Yep. So I'm hoping that's a, a quick to release. But um, yeah, other than that, I mean, Chris Paul blew both his knees out trying to do a two-handed dunk. I mean, I hope he's okay. <laughs> but yeah, man, I think that this is probably one of the better all-star games. Uh, it's sad to see the dunk contest kind of losing favor. I mean, the rookie or uh, rising star game has been awesome. Uh, the skills contest is cool to watch. The three-point contest, I think, is better than the dunk contest now. And then it added that further shout out. And then this format of the of the of the all-star game puts some more things at stake to make them play a little harder each quarter. So I don't know. I mean, still there's no real defense, of course, but I don't know. I, I think overall I, I like what they've done to it. And of course they named the MVP trophy after Kobe Bryant. So I mean I I, I have no no complaints about it. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, that's kind of like the icing on the cake and a, a good po- a good point to, to wrap up with. Right. Like, I think we're all yeah. uh, we're all still, you know, in shock and, um, you know, missing Kobe Bryant even more just because, you know, even even without even without him in the all star game, his presence is always felt at the all star game. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like MJ. You know, I think both of them. um very much are just like all-star is, is, is more about the history of the league and the greats that came before than any other moment. So um, it's really cool to see uh, Adam Silver in the league kind of, uh, you know, acknowledging Kobe's uh, legacy with that. And um, yeah, man, well, let us know what we miss. If there's anything that you saw this weekend um, worth talking about, there was obviously a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of uh, a lot of interesting shoes being worn, and yeah, I mean, it's just All Star Weekend. I think, like as a as a sneaker guy um, or or sneaker persons, uh, we all just kind of we kind of live for this weekend. I mean, it's like it's like where do we go from here? You know, like it's there's going to be some some uh, some slow time for the next couple of months in a sense, and Hopefully uh, we get back into a good rhythm of cool releases and stuff like that. So this is like just like so much going on that it's almost overwhelming, but in a in a good way, right? So oh yeah, it's always good to have a lot of different releases. I mean, I personally think the all star releases have kind of gone down ever since the you know twenty twelve. Of course, I feel like is the pinnacle in my eyes. Uh, 2013 wasn't bad the Area 72 release but I just feel like overall um, I feel like that we've gotten kind of a kind of watered down release and I think I was I think I might have been watching Jock um, on one of his videos and he, he said it best He's it seems like they're more focused on the events that they're trying to put on more than releases so I kind of hope they bounce it out and soon that we start getting some you know Mortal Steam releases or just some cooler releases overall because it's not that they're getting lazy. I don't want to say that at all because they put a lot of thought into each thing they release. Um, but I feel like just some of that, you know, that cool storytelling that goes along with the shoot that just put a little bit more lore to them was it's been missing the last few years. And I mean, it's cool. I think just kind of circling back. I think Kanye put that that excitement back into 
you know, how to release the shoe. So they give someone like, hey, I got this shoe. I followed these crazy Batman looking tanks through town and got a free shoe from Kanye. Like whoever got this can have a cool story to tell if they didn't, you know, not just do it to resell it. Um, as opposed to, oh, I stood in line in the cold and I got this shoe. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, man. And, you know, I think that that's a, that's a, a, a great point. You know, I think to me, it's always about the story. Um, you know, our individual stories and, and our collective stories that we share with each other. So I think, you know, All-Star Weekend and, and what all these brands did was give people the chance to create memories that are going to outlast any of the shoes that they picked up. And that's super dope. And hopefully anybody that went up there, if you went up there, we would love to hear, uh, you know, what your experience was about. And, um, you know, you could DM us or tweet us or, or you know, leave a comment on Instagram, wherever you want to connect with us. But um, at Sneaker History on all the platforms. Um, oh, sure. Yeah, my, my name is Nick Engvall. You can follow me at Nick Engvall on all the platforms. Mike, let them know how they can find you. Yep, Mike Guillory. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter at MadWatcher789, of course with Sneaker History, and of course on YouTube at Mike Guillory. So let us know what you think about the show. Uh, we love you guys for listening. Listen to us ramble about sneakers twice a week. So thank you so much for sitting, being with us, being a part of the Sneaker History family. Yeah, we appreciate you all, and we will catch you next time. Peace. See ya. Hey, everyone. This is Nick again. Before you take off, I wanted to ask a couple favors of you. If you're interested in more content from the Sneaker History crew, become a member of our Patreon page, where we post daily content, drop exclusive episodes, and host monthly giveaways. We'll even help you hunt for your grails. Check us out at patreon.com sneakerhistory. Also, make sure you sign up for our email newsletter at sneakerhistory.com slash email. We send out weekly updates on the footwear business and what we're working on here at Sneaker History. Last but not least, take a second to tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how much it means to someone, and it might even plant the seeds for something even bigger. As always, we appreciate you, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.